welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from Austin, Texas, on a pretty hot, pretty nice day outside. Uh, Sally is still out of town, by the way. We got producer Dave here, rocking a, a Dirk jersey. He's got the guns out today. It's Dirk Day. It's Dirk Day. But more importantly, sorry, Dave, more importantly, we have a <laughs> guest host. It is Barrett Dudley. Barrett, what is up? Not too much, man. This is my, this is my first time. In the new home yes. of Washed Media Podcasts. Now, of course, you were on the formerly named Mailbag Podcast. I, I have been on you that podcast, yes. This is yes. the Mail-In, it's different. But this is the Mail-In Podcast, the mail-in. which and it, I hear it's totally different. It hits It hits quite different. That, okay, well, that's yeah. what everybody is saying. That's what people are saying. Yeah. But what a wonderful studio you have here, might I say. Oh, thanks. You yeah. know, the, the studio that we've been recording uh, my podcast out of has no windows. It's very dark, dimly uh. lit. I feel like I'm in a dungeon. And here I'm just looking... Looking right out at this bluebird, bluebird of a day here in you Austin, Texas. You can hear Texas. the birds chirping. I can, really can. I really can. People can actually. The mics actually pick it up sometimes. Yeah, People too, think yeah. we're uh, we're doing what CBS is alleged to have done uh, on the Masters in the past and pumping in fake bird audio. <laughs> yes, I've, I've heard that about the Masters. We don't. This <laughs> is all have. real. The birds you hear are real. Uh, apparently, there's a there's a rumor. I don't know if you've heard that this the bird chirps are fake. Yes, they have speakers hit way up in the trees that you can't see. Um, and they just pump in bird sounds. Okay. Because they like to keep... It's like a sanctuary, basically. They like to keep right. all critters out. Of, of course, birds can fly in because they can fly. There's mm-hmm. no, it's not like a big net around the whole thing. But that's the rumor. That's interesting. I don't know if I buy it or not. I'd like to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. that'd be. That's the kind of thing you could get got for. Like if, they, if people found out that you were spreading this rumor, that, if they that, found out... That like, would be a scandal, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Somebody, I'm surprised some, you know, some fan hasn't just brought in their spiky shoes and just climbed their way to the top of one of the trees just to, just to yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you find something like that out. You gotta, you gotta locate the speakers. I what's guess. the, what's the thing that you wrap around your waist, like a giant belt and it goes around the tree Oh yeah, and that's how you so climb. That's the for, uh, that's for cutting them down a la lumberjacks. Yeah. I need a lumberjack in there. Yeah, we need to get some lumberjacks at Augusta <laughs> National ASAP. Where are all my lumberjacks at? <laughs> you mentioned your podcast earlier. Yes. Tell me about that podcast. All right. Yeah, let's 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 get right onto the plug. My podcast is called Club Cool. It is available wherever you're listening to this podcast. I assume you're not on yeah. like Stitcher Premium here, I, are you? Sti- I don't even know what the fuck Stitcher yeah, is. Yeah, okay. So all right. Will Spot- knows. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts available right yes. there. I like to say that uh, that the club meets at the intersection of style and pop culture. So we lead with uh, with fashion and style news, but we also we touch on entertainment and TV and film and and pop culture, uh, you know, more broadly as well. You know, we had Micah on last week. Yes, was that last? Yeah, last week, and he said this is how he described this podcast and Club Cool. He said his favorite hour of the week was mail in or mailbag mm-hmm. when he produced that one. But he said the best podcast in the Grand Next Network is Club Cool. Oh, well, thank you. That's from thank producer you. Micah, who sits in on all the podcasts. He does, yeah. Hey, shouts mind of Micah. Yeah, shouts mind of Micah, <laughs> which he plugged about seven times throughout that that episode. I'm sure, I'm sure. But he's very high on it, and we all are. It's a great podcast. Check it out if you haven't already. Yeah, go go on Instagram. Check out at Club Cool Pod. That'll give you like a good idea of of, of the type of uh, the type of shiz we talk about there on uh, on the Club Cool yes. podcast. So Barrett's our go to fashion guy. He takes clothing very seriously. Yeah, probably um, too seriously. Probably too seriously. <laughs> uh, he. He dresses very much better than I know how to dress. Um, I, I actually go to him sometimes for advice on apparel. I bought a suit recently. I didn't know where to go. Barrett told me where to go, and they, they took very good care of me. So that's kind of what Barrett brings to the table. There are a couple questions in today's episode to give him a chance to kind of flex his fa- his fashion yeah, looking forward muscles to that. a little bit. Um, but we'll get to those. Before we do that, though, the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. If you would rather write in, you can do so at the link in the Twitter bio, and that's at Mailin Podcast. You guys ready to get into it? I'm ready. I'm very ready. We have seven questions today, only one voicemail. A lot of people writing in these days. Dave, if you don't mind getting to it. Dylan, love the pod. Let's dive into television. If you had to choose one all-time great TV show to have been, quote, that person who didn't watch it, end quote, a.k.a. Will with Game of Thrones, what show would it be? I'm talking the all-time great water cooler shows. 
Game of Thrones, The Wire, Sopranos, The Office Band of Brothers, Breaking Bad, etc. Would love to hear your takes. Yeah, this now that the game that Game of Thrones is starting up again at the end, uh, well, Sunday is the the final season starts on Sunday. Uh, the person that he's describing, it, it's been it's getting talked about a little bit on social media. Um, a lot of people say it's it's not a personality trait to be that person who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. Um, well, it's just a it's just a dumb decision, I would say, yeah. first and foremost. And I, I sh- while I'm here, I should actually plug plug my other podcast as well. I co-host a Game of Thrones podcast with Ross Boland called Oysters, Claims, and Cockles. Uh, so obviously, I think that it's an absolute travesty if you've missed this show. Just and for yeah. starters, he lists all of these shows, which which were shows that were part of like what they call the monoculture, which is basically like. It's HBO Sunday. It's AMC Sunday. You better get your ass in front of that TV and yeah. watch these shows so that you're like part of the larger conversation. Right? Yes. So I kind of used to be the guy that he's describing a yeah. little bit. I mean, I I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was, it wasn't appealing to me. Um, and I wasn't like really outspoken about not watching it, but I didn't watch it, and I did let people know that I didn't watch it. And finally, I was just like, I can't be the only person not involved, not engaged in the conversation around this show. Yeah, and yeah. it's and I I've said it's regarded as probably the best show of all time. I'm uh, one of it's it's yeah. right here on this on this list yeah. that he that he uh, so that he gives us. I can't be the person that doesn't know about that caliber of TV show. Yeah, yeah. And so I watched it. Yeah, I, I broke down. I watched it, even though I'm not into medieval stuff, fantasy mm-hmm. stuff. But it is a fantastic show, obviously. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Will's still holding strong. Well, I'm I'm about to you know for for somebody that loves tv i i have to uh, i'm gonna get exposed here because i am actually that guy for two of the shows on this list so am i Ooh. which which i absolutely should not be like I'll it's a total two and a half for me can a, i guess for a, you it's a gap in my resume as somebody who is like a pop culture junkie but you, yeah you can guess you haven't seen band of brothers i'm gonna say band of brothers and the wire so it's actually the wire and the sopranos it's basically oh. like the two tv shows that started it all yeah you but, silly silly but fool. i didn't jump in to like i i wasn't into prestige t- television at that point in time okay like i didn't really get into it i mean honestly what brought me in to like peak tv or or the golden age of television whatever you want to call it was Game of Thrones. Yeah. And then I started like really getting into like all of the other big shows. So I watched Breaking Bad and and you know, the anything that anything that has come out on HBO since Game of Thrones, like I've been into. But The Wire and yeah. The Sopranos particularly were a little bit before I was like in the game, yeah. so to speak. Social and I just haven't gotten around to it. Social media has a lot to do with it. Yeah. If Twitter was hot back when The Wire and Sopranos Oh my God! I I would have watched those shows, but I, I haven't watched. The that would Wire. have been such a great world. I watched like I, I've watched most of the Sopranos, but I was never really that into it, and I've never seen Band of Brothers. If 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 these were hot, well, Twitter was hot. Yeah, no doubt, I would have watched all for of sure. Them. Yeah, which it's actually why I watch Game of Thrones is because of people on Twitter just wouldn't shut up about <laughs> it. Basically, yeah, yeah. The I mean, the internet in general has basically like made the conversation around these yeah. shows that much louder. So, you know, The Sopranos and The Wire are very high, like, on my list of, oh, I really need to jump jump into that. But now there's, like, such a deluge of content and shows constantly coming out via Netflix and HBO and mm-hmm. Hulu and every other streaming service and Showtime. And, yeah. like, you know, it's just, like, it's an onslaught of television. And so it's really hard to, yeah. to find the time at this point to, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to plug in for hour-long shows that are super dark and violent. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to answer this guy's question. Dave, you have something to say? No. No, I don't. Go ahead. I don't. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to answer this guy's <laughs> question. So he says, like, he says, name a show that you could be this person for, like the person who didn't watch it. Um, I'll, I'll say two. One of them is a sitcom. The other one um, is not. Uh, Walking Dead is one for me. It, it was a really... I, I watched it until it got super dark, until the Negan... Mm-hmm. Until mm-hmm. Negan took over. Okay. Um, and because the way that it's just been kind of dragging on for a few seasons, I, I'm just kind of out on the show in general. Okay. But it was really entertaining while I was watching it, when I, you know, the earlier seasons. When they knew what they were doing. Yeah. But I, 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 could, I could go without having that on my resume. Yeah. The other one, uh, the sitcom I'm going to say is, is Friends. I, I've watched 
I've watched a lot of Friends, but it's it's really not that great of a show. Man, I've got one and it just hit me. Because I was in on Walking Dead. This is the first season I've been like, my wife and I were both like, nah, we, this is bad. You're not, you're not so pot committed that you have to finish it out. I, I've been so pot committed that finally, and then it finally caught up to me. But I was in on Sons of Anarchy. And that okay. show, that show sucked. Like that was not a good show. There were some, there were some cool characters. The acting is terrible. The acting's that terrible. That dude, you can hear his trash ass Australian accent. The, who's the real hot blonde guy? The main guy. The main guy. I don't know his name? Whatever. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's a, a nice hunk of meat, right? But he's just not that great of <laughs> he's an actor. Hunky, all right. <laughs> but Sons of Anarchy, man, that's that's one where I wasted some time. Yeah, I, I dated a girl briefly who was very, like, that's her favorite show of all time, and she made me watch some of it. Like, she just, in reruns, obviously, it was, it's an older, older show, and I just I just couldn't get into it. Mainly because the acting was just so bad that I, I didn't I didn't buy anything they were trying to sell me. <laughs> Do you put any weight into the, to the theory that you're either a Seinfeld or a Friends person? No, I, no. Like, I, I think it's more of a Seinfeld versus The Office. For me, uh, see, like I'm like I'm, I'm in the bag for Seinfeld and The Office. I but, am too, but I, am I too, but I like, and I can I can watch Friends. I you know back in the in my cable days, it's fine as like a show on in the background, just running off of uh, off syndication or whatever. But it's like if you're asking me, Seinfeld or Friends, like Seinfeld is a much 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 more enjoyable oh, yeah, show. Absolutely, to me. I think I said that because I I see a lot of Office fanboy types on. Sure. Social media chirping about how Seinfeld sucks, Ugh. and it's it upsets that's, me. That's 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 Gen Z. That's a yeah. bad look. Gen Z is like yeah. doesn't. I, honestly, The Office is basically to Gen Z what Seinfeld and Friends was to us. Yeah, to be like they are learning about that show yeah. and and growing up on well, it via like not its original yeah. release. To be you a young I mean? to be a young person to get into Seinfeld, I I'd imagine it'd be pretty that tough, would be tough today. Yeah. If you go back to you know the first few seasons, the quality of <laughs> of what you're watching yeah. is so poor that like I'm not gonna try to watch this old ass '80s show. I mean, it looks like it's really really old. Yeah, it does. It does. No, um, I'm I'm with you. But you're what a fantastic show! I wonder how many people out there are into Curb and like got yeah. into Curb, weren't into Seinfeld, and would if they would try to go back and watch Seinfeld, if they would even appreciate that line of humor. Yeah, lot. A lot of the same humor in that show. Because I'm sure that there's a lot of people who have done that. Yeah. yeah. Tried to revisit it. But it is the quality. The Sopranos has that problem, too. The yeah. first season of The Sopranos, every the writing's great. The characters are great. The acting's great. But it's so 90s looking. Yeah. You, I tell people if they're going to get into The Sopranos, I'm like, it's you kind of have to power through it because it looks, it looks super janky. <clears throat> yeah. All right, I'll, I'll throw one out. Now, this I wouldn't call this an all-time great water cooler shows, but I've already kind of acknowledged, like, Wire and Sopranos, I am that guy, and I regret it. But for something that I feel like gets talked about a lot and just one that I, like, I can't get behind or haven't really enjoyed when I have watched a few of the episodes is Black Mirror. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that gets talked about a lot, and I think that the concept <coughs> is really cool, just, like, basically because they tackle all, like, the dystopian-type stuff that mm-hmm. our, our cell phones and computers and infinite screens will eventually lead to. But it's like people re- will recommend certain episodes, and those are the few that I've watched. And I just every time I do, I'm just like this. Yeah, nah, this isn't that good. It's man. really hit or miss for me. Okay. Uh, some of them I I really like tap into a part of my brain that's yeah. like, oh, that's crazy to think about. Right. But some of them just they're just not good. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. All right. I think we crushed that. Let's get to uh, the next one. It's a voicemail. What's up, fucking Dorn? It's JD from South Kakalaki. First of all, loving the pod, killing it. Dave, you got producer genes all up in your DNA. All right, Dorn, I want to talk to you about something. So I just saw your my story view two hands on the wheel. I really peg you for that kind of behavior, but it's all right. It's kind of weird dad move. Uh, I'm a 12 man on the, on the wheel with right hand on the stick, and no, it's not my piece. All right, just want to get your opinion on uh, driving with two hands on the wheel, man. What's up with that? All right, out. It's such a weird question. Yeah, what's uh, up with that? Yeah, so we were leaving the golf course the other day, and Will posted a video of me driving. And yeah, I had I was at ten and two. I don't usually do that. I don't know why I was in that video, but yeah, I was at ten and two. I'm usually a, a twelve o'clock guy, left hand. 
Well, you gotta, you gotta. I well, mean, you gotta have your left hand at twelve so that your right hand is free to text while you drive. Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> Which Dylan, no, um, Dylan actually holds it above his steering wheel. But how how ridiculous is it that I'm getting criticized for for proper driving procedure? Like that, that's what you learn in in uh, driving school is ten and two. It's the safest way to drive. Is that a dad thing to do? Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It is. Sometimes when I'm at twelve o'clock, I feel like I'm I'm trying to ride too like. Like uh, too gangster, too gangster a little bit. Yeah, but this just feels the most comfortable to me. Yeah, I don't know. How do you, I, I, I actually agree with the caller. I think generally, I'm like I'm like right there at eleven or twelve, and my other hand just kind of like somewhere down on the on the stick, which yes. is right in front of the, you know, the uh, the compartment, the glove box thing, not the glove box, the console. 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 Thank you. Yeah. As long as I'm gripping wood, I don't care. <laughs> Anyway, we, we can move past that. I just thought that was a kind of a ridiculous question. I'm getting criticized for. <laughs> Come on. You, well, now you, I mean, you saw two seconds of me driving. Now, now that you're in a new clean whip, you better be extra careful. Ten uh, and two all the time. Yeah, and I've already been in one accident. <laughs> Let's talk about rowback. Um, if you've been paying attention to us on social media, you know that's pretty much all we're wearing these days. They're polos. They have performance shirts that Dave and I work out in. They have quarter zips, hats. Everything fits perfectly. It's great stuff. If you go to rowback.com and use the promo code CIRCLE20, you get 20% off. See a lot of orders come through. A lot of people uh, stacking rowback right now. Did you see who was wearing one recently? Oh, yeah. I guess we should probably talk about that. My, my boy, Baker Mayfield. Where was he? At a baseball game? He was in, yeah, he looked like he was in a suite at some ball game. Yeah, he was rocking rowback, so rocking the hat looked good. Well, that's that's because you know they sponsor his podcast. Baker's doesn't. <laughs> okay, uh, the, we actually talked to the rowback people about it, and they have no affiliation with him whatsoever. No, okay. he, just, he just wore it on it on his own. It's what organic. would you say? What would you say to somebody that owns no rowback? What's the one product that they should have? Uh, I'm gonna go polo. Okay, because it, it it fits really well. It's got an awesome collar. Um, and it's of course it's a performance material. So you like to? Is it good for golf? Oh yeah, yeah, big big time golf shirt. I'll mix okay. it up, and I know it's starting to warm up. But the quarter zip is I get more compliments on the quarter zip than anything, honestly. Yeah, that the the navy blue one that has the American flag on the back yeah. neck. It's really nice. Again, Circle Twenty will get you twenty percent off at Roback.com. That's R H O B A C K. That leads into our next question very nicely. Can you go through spring slash summer fashion tips? Thanks. So obviously this is a tailor-made question for Barrett. And this question came in without them even knowing that you're going to be on the podcast. Oh, wow. Okay. So this, well, so we would have botched this. So, Oh, yeah. I can't answer this question. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of want to know myself. So I'm... I'm that's why I included it. Well, we'll try to. I'll try to like touch on a few like high-level type things and, and then just kind of go through some basics. Can I ask you one right well. off the top? Yeah go, yeah, go for it. Are Hawaiians in this summer? Yeah, okay. So we, we've talked about this a little bit on Club Cool, and then I've, I've got a bit of an anecdote as well. So I kind of felt like the short-sleeve camp collar shirt was getting a little too ubiquitous last year. And I, the, I've got a bunch of them, uh, you know, like kind of, I've got a bunch of them. They're geared up. They're ready to go to, to, to move to the front of the closet, basically, for spring and summer. But I like, wasn't really sure if I was feeling them still. Okay. And then I did a little shopping run. I was just like knocking around window shopping on South Congress. So I hit Buy George on South Congress. And then I hit Stag, Stag Provisions on South Congress. And like they are still everywhere. Okay. They are still red hot, basically. And like there are a ton of new ones that I really, really liked. Yeah. And so I was, so, so to, yeah, that's a long way of saying I'm, defi- I'm definitely still in on this. Okay. Now I think what, what you're seeing more with this is like, less traditionally like Hawaiian florals basically and branching out into all sorts of different kind of I see a lot of the, the small pattern. Yeah. And so the so really what they're doing now is they're taking like anything that you might have seen on a button down or a short sleeve button down and they're just doing it in that that Hawaiian style shirt. So okay. otherwise called a Okay. Usually called like an Aloha shirt or a camp shirt, like technically. But it's got that camp collar, so it's got kind of the spread collar and a little bit of like a boxy, shorter fit than like, like your standard right. shirt, which has like a slimmer fit and a the curved hem, if the, if that makes sense. But yeah, I'm seeing them in like um, vertical stripes are really big this season. Like you said, there's like a lot of little prints, and then the uh, and then the pattern stuff is just like like 
it's it's more eclectic it's more abstract it's more you just seems like them doing some different things like some darker colors basically just less of like those super bright kind of original florals that you might picture when you think of a hawaiian okay yeah all right good i just bought two hawaiians so i'm, I'm glad that to hear that they're yeah. still in you'd yeah, be in trouble because that one that you've been wearing it's loud it's a loud one it's a loud one yeah i mean i'm and i'm just really talking about like the direction of like the trend and like the you know tips for this spring and summer i'm not saying that you need to like drop those off at goodwill or anything right right so um what else you got for us well, I've long been, you know, for for the last few times I've been on here, I think I've 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 made sure that everybody knows like like no V-neck t-shirts, right? And I I I preach about just like having like a nice run of solid color crew neck t-shirts that fit you really well and that are like easy go-tos to throw on with anything. But I mean, graphic tees are are huge right now. Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't and like it's 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 hard because you might hear graphic the word graphic tee and like your brain immediately connotates that with like Ed Hardy, Ed Hardy and affliction, dude, yes, right? Tap out, yeah. And so, really, all that a graphic tee means is that it's got a print on it. Okay, that's it. Okay, good it's, to know. So, like, uh, it's sad because I, I genuinely, it doesn't matter how much, how long I worked with you know RG Man Outfitters and I've worked with Barrett. Affliction is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, like Chuck Liddell style, yeah, like yeah. old school UFC. Yeah. It, it's just one of those things where like those got named graphic tees because they were so heavily graph like graphic, <laughs> like they just had prints and dumb shit all over them. <laughs> but now it's just now it's just like and I mean you can you can pick these up anywhere from like J Crew to uh, to actually one a brand that sponsors Club, the Club Cool that I really like called Outer Known and it's just like it can be br- as simple as like a dope brand logo that you just that you like. But that's kind of an interesting way to kind of like mix up your t-shirt rotation a little bit. And then let me talk about shorts a little bit because there was, there's basically been this transition. I would say two years ago, it was all about like your slimmer, more tailored, like very basic chino style short, mm-hmm. which is still a great foundation. But then last spring, summer, there was like this shift and it felt to me like brands were having like a hard time finding an in-between between like those kind of classic all cotton chino shorts and then like patagonia baggies like you want something kind of in between technical okay. is really technical is really big right now so you're seeing a lot of zippers a lot of pockets uh you know like even like stuff that again i'm going to use a a, a a dirty word here but stuff that would be considered like a cargo short oh, even shit. though it's even though it is not Throw yeah. a brand at us that makes something that you're talking about. Um, well, okay. So Patagonia is one. If you go knock around on Patagonia's website and like look through their shorts, you'll you'll find something called like a camp or a utility short in there. Okay. That that had that like has some type of pockets on them, just okay. additional pockets basically. Okay. And even Ralph Lauren is doing some stuff like this, and it's the difference that you'll see between again, like let's just talk about the connotation. I say cargo short. You think of a 14-inch inseam on a pair of Abercrombies from high school. They're like hang hang and past yeah. your knee, mm-hmm. yep. and like have like 18 pockets on them, and like come with those like, are still out to, for the record. Those are still out. Yes, okay. absolutely. Every, basically, what's happened is everything is still in that like modern above the knee short trim silhouette, but now we're just adding like utility to the to the pants. So you also see a lot of stuff that's like in a that's like in a cotton nylon blend, for example. Okay, but so yeah. Um, that's that. That's kind of where the, where the shorts game is headed. If you're if you're looking to like mix it up beyond beyond the basics, I'm gonna go back listen to this and take notes because I uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing out there. Yeah, yeah. Especially with shorts. And uh, so I, so I also have a website, uh, clubcoolpod.com or barrettdudley.com. Both will get you there. And I've basically been putting together like editorial rundowns okay. of some of these trends. Awesome. And the most recent one that I posted is what we'll talk about next. Biggest trend for spring and summer, it's tie-dye. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I remember we, we were talking about this a little bit last week. Yeah, this is like a trend that's been like bubbling a little bit for the last few spring and summers, but it's always kind of been like, kind of like a throwaway. Like a brand will do like one tie-dye t-shirt and it's almost like a joke. Like, oh, haha, like, a, and then, but then we basically, like 
everything right now is Grateful Dead inspired. There's so much Deadhead gear out there right now, and this is attributed largely to one man, John Mayer. His really, you know, he he performs with sure. Dead and Co. Now yeah. it's like the lead guitarist or or whatever he is. Um, and I guess it was it might have been two years ago now, but he he got a a, a super hyped T shirt. Was a Supreme times ta, Supreme and Louis Vuitton logo tee, and this thing was like reselling for like two thousand dollars on right. the internet. And he tie dyed it himself, like he tied hand tied it himself. It. Yeah, and it like you know the waves are still reverberating through the fashion community right now. <laughs> wow! So it is, and it is literally everywhere right now. So that's the last. Th- if you go to BearDudley.com, that's the last thing that I have up. Is basically a whole column going through like. Basically pointing out great pieces of tie-dye for whatever you're looking for, whether you want to spend a little or a lot or whether you want it to be really subtle or whether you want it to be like really loud. And I mean, we're talking, there's tie-dye swim trunks, there's tie-dye hats, we got tie-dye slip-on shoes from Vans, you know, everything. There's a lot of different ways to just like mix a little bit of it in your wardrobe or go really loud with like a big, bold spiral tie-dye t-shirt. Okay. Yeah, man. I don't know if I can attempt the tie-dye, but maybe, I don't know. Dave, can you do tie-dye? Uh, I watched John Duda do it at the gym. Yeah, he wore it at the gym. He actually tucked a, a tie-dye t-shirt into shorts at the gym. Duda was doing all sorts of stuff this past weekend. It was uh, it was fun to see, as always. He, a grab bag of fashion. <laughs> <laughs> He's still doing the, the the wool socks with, with Burks. Okay. Well, that's, still like his, doing that. that's his signature. That's I don't think signature. he can ever let that go. Uh, I did, he didn't pull a blouse out this weekend. But no, no. His Michigan, his his outfit for the Michigan State game is what I call uh, Urban Meyer esque. Yeah, but then he topped it off with a like a Cuban link gold chain. So he did. It, it was something. He let me borrow that for a picture <laughs> that uh, you can find at D Shivery on Instagram. I'm with the, I'm with John in the picture actually. Yeah. All right, that was great. Thank you, Barrett. Did yeah, it? and uh, and just like Dylan has mentioned, like you know, I'm kind of a. a encyclopedia of this shit so if you follow me on instagram either uh through the podcast or at my personal stuff which is at barrett dudley like i do my best to respond to any dms and like and questions that you might have about certain stuff that you're looking for or like where to shop for a suit or what to wear to a wedding or you know all sorts of stuff like you know what i miss when we were at grand x together there's a slack channel called hot deals hot deals hot deals yeah and you used to drop deals for you know, clothes at really ridiculous prices that yeah, were marked sure. down. Good stuff. I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to try to figure out how to put some of that. Or I don't know who we is. I'm going to try to figure <laughs> out how to how to start putting that some of that type of stuff right. on the web, on the web as well. Great. So, you know. Dave, let's get to the next one. Head on a swivel. Sup, Dorn, Dave, and featured guest of the week. I'm a single dude and a second year attorney, so you already know I'm on that grind boy shit. I've been throwing some weight around in the gym as of late, but I'm having a hard time getting my accompanying diet on track. I don't have a ton of time for prep and cooking, and I found that a lot of stuff I make in the Instant Pot makes way too much food and does not always keep well. Also, grilling is prohibited in my complex. As much as I'd love to go crush a Chipotle bowl every night, I thought I'd see if you guys had any ideas on how to eat healthier without spending two hours cooking or making food for a small army. Thanks, guys. I included this question because I would like answers to this too. This guy sounds a lot like me. I do have time to cook, but I don't. I just don't want to. I don't want to spend my time cooking for the week ahead of me. Plus, I don't. I don't want to be a food prepper. I don't want my Friday meal to be sitting for you know four days, five days. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to this, but I, I would like to know you got your guys' thoughts on it. Well. I do Chipotle like three times a week, <laughs> like, and I get kind of, I get shit on for that. But Chipotle for me, it's not great, but it's good enough. And I can, if I need more rice a day, like one day, because I'm gonna do like a bunch of cardio or something like that. I can I can I can make the macros work at Chipotle. So Chipotle is like the best place for me, as opposed to just going to like a taco truck or something. Um, one thing I've found is that cooking chicken in mass quantities. It's cool for like the first two days. Then by day three, it doesn't taste great. You get so tired of it. You get tired of it. And chicken for me, it just doesn't stay. Like there's there's something, there's a little bit off. I don't know. And it kind of makes me nauseous a little bit. 
Yeah, man, this is a tough question. I, I just think back to like 10 years ago, basically, when I was a couple years out of college, living on my own, single, and just, I mean, just sounds like just like this dude, like going to the gym all the time. And I was basically in the mindset of like nothing but gym and like trying to put on muscle. Right. And I had, and I mean, it was a disgusting era of food for me. I had a just a bag of the frozen chicken breasts oh. that I would either put in the oven to bake or on a George Foreman grill to heat up. And then I would have, and then I had just like stacks of these little single serve steam fresh veggies that oh. steam in the oven. And then that, that dude, that was like dinner almost every night. And then snacks were just like piling, like making like bootleg tuna salad with mustard relish and cans of tuna. So you were in a, in a serious health, like a fitness health phase. Yeah. Doing all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that, and a like, lot, a lot of people do what, what, what you did and obviously it works, but I just can't live like that. No, it's, it's. Yeah, and I would only recommend that for somebody that specifically wants to get in like great shape and is also somewhere in the range of twenty three to twenty six years old. Yeah, because after that, it's just it's just not worth it. I'll yeah. I'll say this for the instant pot. I don't typically use the instant pot for regular meals. What I found it's best for. In fact, I'm going to use the instant pot later this evening. Is to make soup. Mm. Soup holds up really well. It's something that actually typically gets better in a day or two, like as yeah. you know, as it sits and like the flavors all meld together. So that's something that I would look into, and it's also usually really easy. Maybe a little bit of chopping, but then you just like put it all into the instant pot, boom, let it go, and and next thing you know, it's like it's ready to rock. Something that I do a lot, it's very bachelor of me, I think. I get the uh, rotisserie chickens from H E B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're inexpensive it's a whole chicken you know uh baked or grilled i guess it's grilled um uh, they taste Tortisserie. really good and I, I feel lame as shit doing it but it's just i mean it's grilled chicken at the end of the day and i, I usually put one vegetable with it i do that a lot i yeah. do that at least once a week yeah um but it's and, and i don't feel good about it you know it, it is really really tough to cook for one if you have any interest in it whatsoever like just Go on Pinterest and look for stuff that has in the title, like just search on Pinterest and look for one skillet or one pan because that's usually geared toward cooking really, really easily. You'll generally like, like one is like you throw some salmon and some potatoes and some asparagus onto a big, like a cookie sheet, like a baking dish, and it all goes into the oven at the same temperature for the same amount of time and you pull it out and boom. And so even if you just do, you know, three, three, salmon fillets and like a bunch of veggies that's still three meals that you're knocking out at one time okay. so i i mean that's that's kind of that's what i would suggest figure out what kind of metabolism you have because i mean like i'll speak for barrett um we had this conversation the other night yeah like yeah. we're we're hard gainers right dylan you might be in this boat but like it takes a lot for us to put on muscle um yep. so if you have that problem then just you know, your, your straight chicken breast and, and vegetables, that's not going to do it. You got to have like a heavy carb in there. Yeah. Rice, a starch, basically, mm-hmm. uh, baked potato, sweet potato is a good one. But if you're, if you, um, don't have any problem doing that, in fact, you want to look at a little bit, uh, or look at looking or, uh, losing some fat, then that might make a lot more sense, uh, for you. But I've never done any of the, um, the delivery meal prep services. I know there's a ton out there, blue apron, there's a bunch of MMA guys and boxers that advertise some. I've never done it just because it doesn't look like it's enough food. It's relatively small portions. And then, I mean, honestly, it's expensive. Yeah. That's the biggest That's the biggest thing about it. Yeah. Red beans and rice. That's one thing that I'll make from scratch and I'll eat it four or five times throughout the week. And re- that'll put some weight on you. <laughs> like that red beans and rice, dude. That's a good one. Or you could just get on that Popeye's diet. No, you know, instead of, instead of Chipotle, just Popeye's three times. I'm still feeling that from Sunday. <laughs> All right, Dave, you want to do the next one? Dylan, am I cyberbullying Cole Campbell by liking his tweets? Am I a bad person for laughing at him? We're talking about at Cole Phenom Campbell on Instagram, at Phenom29 on Twitter. Barrett, are you on Cole Campbell? Or at least aware of him? I, aware of him. Thank you. 
only to you. Like, yeah. you're the only person that I would um, have ever heard about this guy from, I think. I, I am in the same boat as this guy. I Okay, if you don't if you aren't familiar with Cole Campbell, um, I don't even know how to describe him. He's either, he's either a comedic genius or the least self-aware person on the face of the planet. There's no in-between. <laughs> yeah. um, he's yeah. got this thing going on Twitter, and he's been doing it for years, and he's just this... Uh, he sings and dances and, like, takes shirtless selfies. It, it He's really just a, a real piece of work. Yeah. If it's um, a bit, it's the greatest bit uh, that's ever exactly. been on the internet. This guy, I, I can't figure him out. I don't know if he's a real person or not. But you have to just go... You have to... I, don't, I think his Instagram is private, but his Twitter is not. So you can get, a, you get an idea of, of what he's working with on Twitter. Again, that's at Phenom29. Um, I like his... I, I like his Instagram <laughs> posts. Um, and if you look at the comments, it's half people just ripping him apart, yeah, and half of the people are gassing him up. It's really funny. It's encouragement, but it's it's like it's backhanded encouragement, like, right? Hey, hey, keep doing you. Your voice sounds great, yeah, and his voice doesn't sound great. It's actually <laughs> quite terrible. Um, but are, are you cyberbullying? I mean, some people definitely cyberbully this kid. They talk a lot of shit about him and tell him how terrible he is. Um, but just by liking his tweets, no, that's fine. Plus, I mean, like, I, I, I don't have it pulled up, but this guy has thousands of followers, yes, right? Yes. Like, he is probably selling some merch. So I don't, I don't think you should yeah. feel, I don't think you should feel bad, bad for him because bit or not a bit, I think this dude has cashed in a little bit. I don't on, think he's, I don't think he's moving much merch. You don't think he's moving much uh, bubble butt baddies? Bubble butt baddies? Merch. I don't think he's moving at many bubble butt baddies t-shirts. Uh, you know, he said he was investing, though, so... That's good. <laughs> yeah, my, my position on this is not that different, but I got to say, when you and Will... Because Will, you and Will really... When he posts a video, y'all like laugh about it. Or, like, or You'll yeah. tell Will, like, Will, look. I'm still not sure what's going on there. And... If he's just not self-aware, then it's it's like okay, that is kind of funny. But if there's something else going on, like he's got maybe like on the spectrum or something, I don't know. Yeah. Then I, I I feel weird laughing at it. I will say some of his some of his dance moves, like they're not the greatest, but I've seen way way <laughs> worse. Like he's a better dancer than he is singer. The singing needs to stop. It needs it, the singing's not great. And I think he's doing it like in his grandma's house or something. Yeah, and he turns on these strobe lights in his room, and, and grabs a mic and just performs basically. And it it's uncomfortable. It um, makes me uncomfortable because I don't, don't know make what's mean going comments on here. To the kid, all right. Even he, though he, even though he will clap back at you, he has fewer followers than I realize. He has less than ten thousand on Twitter and like low twenties on Instagram. I also think he might be buying some Instagram followers. Okay. People, oh, keep, no. people keep calling him out for it. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I mean, he's he's putting that himself out there on social media, and, and oh, you, he's out there, and you got to deal with whatever comes back when you do that. His caption game's fire. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Are you on his account right now? Are you Instagram or Twitter? Uh, I was looking at. Well, he is private on Instagram, and I don't okay. follow him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read a caption of his. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's get a caption. Give me a sec to, to pull him up. Oh, there he is. The baddie whisperer. <laughs> I hope no matter what's going on, he's able to monetize. Because if it's if it's a comedic bit, then it's genius. Okay, here, here's a picture of him. This was posted 18 hours ago, so pretty new. <laughs> okay. He's wearing a, a t-shirt with a big lion, lion head on it. Nice. We love uh, cats. The lion is wearing what appears to be a, king, a king's crown. It's tight. He's throwing up double, uh, what, do, what do you call these fingers? Like rocker fingers? Yeah, he's throwing. Oh, he's throwing those out. Here's his caption: "Getting money outside. It's sunny. Let my diamonds do the money dance. I'ma clap some batty cheeks in France. Packing a snake in my pants. Crown, <laughs> crown on the crew neck. Cut me another check. Back when I was broke, nobody cared. Now I got a flex with some ridiculous. Is that a Cole original? Yeah, that, that was just like a straight up bar. Yeah. Know. No, I don't feel bad. Yeah. Yeah." Yeah, I, I don't know. Just, I don't. He's an enigma for me. I just can't figure the kid out. How old is he? I think he's around twenty-three or four. Okay, I think so. So he's he's an adult. He's an adult. Yeah. Uh, just don't make mean comments because yeah, you know, that affects people. Let's do the next one. I hope he doesn't catch one of this segment. <laughs> Let's do the next one. Yo, Dilly. 
What are your thoughts on fellas rocking athletic-type pants around a more casual office setting instead of traditional khakis? Say, like, Lululemon, <laughs> ABC pants, or Nike-slash-Adidas golf pants. For me, they are way more comfy with some more room and soft, breathable material is clutch. But are they, but are they too laid back? I'm going to take a stab at this one before I let Barrett chime in. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um... If, especially if it's a casual office environment, I think that's totally fine. Um, a lot of the pants, like I, I, the I have Lululemon, not the ABC ones. I think they're the commission. Um, I wear them to play golf in, but I've also worn them to like a happy hour. They're so comfortable and they they look nice. They they don't look um they don't look golfy or or too casual. They're nice pants, but they are they are the like the techie material though. So yeah, uh, this. Lululemon stock is up big right now specifically for this reason. Okay. It's like all on the shoulders of the ABC pant and the fact that dudes are going to Lululemon to buy like the tech chinos and the tech pants okay. to wear in like business casual environments basically. Oh. So much so that if you go on Bonobos or J. Crew right now, you can find their version of quote unquote a tech pant, which is in a material that is like way stretchy and has some type of nylon poly blend to it and has like you know, a touch of that athletic feel, but, the th- but there's, it's still, it's still a fixed waist usually mm-hmm. like, you know, or has only a little bit of elastic in the waist. Uh-huh. So it's still, it doesn't look like a jogger or a sweat pant. If you, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like the cut is still of a regular pant. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm all about being comfortable at work. And, and if you work at a place where this is chill, then definitely, uh, go for it. I, I don't think, I, I think my issue mostly stems from when you pair like items from two totally different worlds together yeah you can't wear pants like tech material pants with a nice button down yeah shirt. with like a traditional oxford you, cloth yeah. shirt from brooks brothers like you have to casual up your top too exactly yeah i yeah. totally agree with that and then i'm also on record as saying i i don't typically like the uh the golf polo at the office look but again you know we've talked a lot about like the negative connotation of certain things there are a lot of modern golf polos that that look good now yeah they're not all cut like your your old school cutter and buck 2003 masters polo which like is like should be a size xl but it's labeled but but it's labeled a small how sutton swag (laughs) what's up how sutton swag yeah but that's so 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 that's I think about dudes like wearing golf polos to the office and I'm like just seeing like this like awful Antigua golf oh shirt with like the company logo poorly embroidered onto the chest and it's like that shit's not good. It looks it looks bad. This will sound but, like a sponsored segment, but Lulu makes a great golf polo. Yeah, one sounds yeah, like you, you it, copped, I mean it sounds no. like Roback makes like Roback one makes a Roback great too. Yeah. as well. Um yeah, uh, I've got like I Outdoor Voices has made a really nice polo mm-hmm. before. Um, that's 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 golf driven, and I mean, just your your brands like Nike and Under Armour do some stuff that's cut a lot more trimly now, and is is not so baggy and, and crazy. Okay, but yeah, so yeah, there you go. We have one more, and we're gonna switch up. This is actually uh, about relationships a little bit. Mm. We're touching on everything today. Hey, Dylan, LTFT. How long should you wait between seeing a girl again after an early date goes well? If I want to see her again, I'll usually ask if she's around to do something the following week. But my friends think at the beginning, you don't need to see the new person more than twice a month. While I feel you lose doing momentum by doing so. That's poorly worded, sir. But shouts to you. Yeah, that word shouldn't be in there. Uh, (laughs) What's the appropriate frequency to be hanging out with someone new? Appreciate the help. Okay, his his friends, I think, are giving him pretty bad advice. If well, if you have a date that goes really well, can you imagine waiting two weeks to try and do something? Absolutely again? not. That's no. crazy. The other that, person is old think school. That you were not interested. Yeah. If if I go on a date, a first date, and it goes really well, and I know that I'm gonna want to take her out again, I'll text her night of, like, hey, by the way, like when she gets home, hey, I had a great time. I think we should do that again sometime. And yeah. hopefully she says, yeah, I agree. Let's do it again. And then I'm planning a date uh, for three or four days later. Give it a little a little buffer in there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going right back at it. I, like you said, you don't want to lose momentum. Yeah. 
No, you don't want to lose I, doing momentum. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think next, like the following week is perfect. And yeah. it might, that might be a full week or it might be, like you said, three or four days, depending on, on availability. Yeah. The other thing is, I mean, everybody's busy. Everybody's got their own schedule. So if, if you do the thing where you wait two weeks, then you're going to have to wait another, like, then they're going to be like, oh, well, I, I'm out of town this weekend. Yeah. So how about the next week? And then it's going to be a month if you, you do it. If you do have some kind of scheduling conflicts that prevent you from going out like the next few days or the next week, you have to at least stay in touch during that interim period. Like, hey, my schedule's booked for the next couple of weeks and I'm sorry we can't hang out soon, but... I'm going to stay engaged in conversation with you just so you know I'm still interested and keep the momentum rolling along. Yeah, yeah. I, if I had to guess, this guy's probably a little younger. That's why his friends think that like they're are trying to do the whole like play it cool thing. I'm so sick of the, the games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, I, I know I don't, you guys have relationships, but I yeah. me being like in the dating, if if a girl's like wants to play games and like not, you know, respond to a text, I'm out. I, yeah. I don't have time for that shit anymore. I'm not 24. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would just say, like, if you're 24 or you're 34, like, I, I would just be honest and, and definitely go after it. Yeah. And and schedule schedule up that date, son. Definitely don't wait two weeks. She'll <laughs> she'll think you've lost complete interest. Yeah. Tell her you want to circle back. <laughs> you want to circle back on another date? Well, guys, that's it. Guys. Finished. Another smashing rendition of Bear, the Mail-In Podcast. Did you have fun? Oh, yeah. Great. Love Dave, doing this. Dave, how much fun did you have? I had a wonderful time. You look like you're having a blast in that jersey. That it's Dirk, Dirk Day, baby. Dirk jersey. This is my entire brand this week. Oh, damn. You're doing Dirk and Masters all yeah, week. Yeah, that's all okay. I'm doing. Game of Thrones Sunday. Let's go. Don't forget to subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend. Tell tell five friends. Help us grow this thing. Um, hotline number again, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Barrett, again, Club Cool. Talk about that just for another, another minute or so, and then uh, where can we follow you on social media? Yeah, yeah. So Club Cool Podcast, meeting at the intersection of style and pop culture. We lead with fashion, but we talk about everything. Again, I mean, basically everything that I talked about today right here on this podcast, it's the type of stuff that we that we touch on on, uh, on Club Cool. If you want to get a better feel for it, at Club Cool Pod, at Club Cool Pod on Instagram. Again, check out the website, clubcoolpod.com or barrettdudley.com. And you can follow my personal accounts as well, Instagram and Twitter. At Barrett Dudley. Beautiful. Oh, well. We yeah. can't let you get out of here without a bonus question. Yeah, you got a bonus oh, question okay. for us? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do have a bonus question for you. Giannis or the beard for MVP? Wow. Oh, that's tough. Um, I'm not a big NBA guy, so I, I don't I don't I haven't watched super closely. Okay. Um, but I know Harden is doing some just stupid things offensively yeah. in the league yeah. right now. Uh, Giannis is more fun to watch to me. Okay. But as, as far as being more valuable to your team, because that's what the MVP award sure, is sure. for. Yep. Uh, probably Harden. Man, under that definition of the award, I'm trying to think where the Bucks would be without Giannis. And I'm thinking about the Rockets roster. And who would their, their alpha dog be? CP? CP3? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like 36. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just going to go based on, like, big shots, just if clutch had, performances. It's about, definitely the beard. If you had a media vote. like you I'm just, going beard. Yeah, yeah. I love Giannis, and I think Game he'll get on the, the line. Yeah. You want the ball in Harden's hands over Giannis. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I read that. Somebody wrote that and still picked Giannis. And I just, I don't like, it's, I, I guess, I, I think you go best player, best team, if there's not somebody doing what James Harden is doing. Because, like, the conclusion to this column was basically, like, I would vote for Giannis, I'm going best player, best team, and Harden will have had the best offensive, like, the best non-MVP season of all time. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like you just wrote yeah. yourself out of the argument. Why would you do that? Like, Giannis, yeah. Giannis has a bunch of years left. He's a great player on a great team. James Harden is historically good right now. And, of course, I'm in the bag. I'm a Houston homer. But, like, I just, I don't know how you... I don't know how you don't give this to Harden. I said this on a, a previous sports podcast under the Grand X umbrella. Um, actually, it's, it's still going now. Back to recover. Um, it's Micah's podcast now. Um, I said that James Harden is one of the most effortless offensive players I've ever seen. Yeah. He just scores, feels like he scores when he, whenever he wants to. Yeah. 
is it, it's just stupid. Well, that's his problem. Like to like the, the untrained eye, it looks so easy for him yeah. now that people I think lose lose sight of how difficult it is to be a scorer in the NBA at that like rate that he is, especially yeah. like the last three years, this year especially. I call I told Klein this, our buddy intern Klein in the in the men's locker room like three months ago. I said, dude, I have this weird feeling we might get Bucks Rockets in the finals. I told him that. In the finals. I know. I don't, now I've kind of come around on like the Warriors, like, yeah, they've had some weird shit go on, but I think they're gonna figure it out. But that would be a fun finals. Bucks anybody is a fun finals. Bucks whether it's Rockets or the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, obviously, I mean, I'm I'm usually a pretty pessimistic sports fan, so I do not anticipate the Rockets getting to the finals. I'm sh- I, I can definitely see us making the Western Conference Finals and getting knocked out by the Warriors uh, once again because, uh, well, that's the way it goes in the NBA these days. But be awesome. I'd love Rockets Bucks. That'd be very tight. For me, Harden, real quick, he's kind of trending towards Dirk territory. I say this on Dirk Day, um, in that. He's got the same stuff being said about him that Dirk had. Like, not a good leader, can't lead a team to the finals, doesn't finish, will never win it. And he's had the heartbreak last year, the Game 7 loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dirk had the loss in the finals to the Heat and the redemption, and that was just all kind of part of the arc of Dirk, and it's why he's pretty beloved. And, I mean, if Harden gets gets a ring, then it's going to be very, very similar. Yeah. So. Well, fingers crossed, guys. All right, now we've really touched on everything. Now we've we really have thrown in yeah. some sports as well. That was well. a fun bonus question. Yeah. Thank that you was a good that. one. We've had nothing like that before. Masters picks, go. Barrett, who you got? Uh, oh, God. Uh, I mean, man, I'm going chalk. It's DJ or McElroy for me, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. I feel like uh, Molinari's going to make a lot of noise. Yeah, I think, that, I think he's one to watch. Uh, well, I want it to be Tiger, but, you know. Give me Tommy. Okay, man, Tom, I, Tommy Ladd, probably my favorite golfer. He has not shown any ability to close. Very fair. Yeah, it's fair to say. Fair to say. Great yeah. podcast. What a week. I also think Spieth will be top twenty, even though he kind of sucks right now. Well, say, he shows up at Augusta. I'll say yes. top five. I'll say top he five. He shows up at Augusta. Yeah. All right, guys, that was a lot of fun. Yes. Barrett, again, thank you. Absolutely, thank you for having me, and uh, well, look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Oh yeah, lovely stuff. All right, we'll see you next week.